0: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way, back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series, joining you Monday to Friday, 9.30am UK time. I'm joined by Bailey, you right, mate?
1: Good as can be on a Monday morning, I suppose, especially after yesterday's result, but yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. How are you?
0: <laughs> yeah, not the best, to be honest. It's just, it's it, obviously it's annoying not getting the win, but knowing there's now... What, 17 days, 18 days between now and the next game? is a horrible feeling. Um, and knowing that we've got, obviously, seven days left of the transfer, window to try and save our season, uh, to be honest. We'll come on to transfers in a second. Good morning to everybody in the chat books. Hope you're doing well, guys, seeing so many of you. Graham, Harvey, Jason, Kevin, Stevie, 24-7 positive well-being. I love that. I mean, as a name, that's what we need. We need some positive well-being in the chat books today. Daniel, good morning to you, to Jose as well. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, do like the video, do subscribe if you're new, and help us get to 7, no, we're at 7, 8,000 subscribers uh, before the end of the window. Uh, we'll kick off, uh, hopefully a lot better than Arsenal did yesterday, <laughs> with the game uh, against Burnley-Bailey. I haven't spoken to you about it yet, so give me your your raw thoughts about the fixture. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was at the game. It was just, it was just. Flat, oh, you were there. Yeah, I was there. I was there. Yeah, oh, it was. Man. It was a flat game. It was a flat, like flat atmosphere. Flat game. Just, it was really down. It's like almost a mid. It was like we played on midday. You know, when you play midday, it takes the boys time to get into motion. Mm. But it was a two o'clock kickoff. You would expect after the poor result midweek and the week before that in the FA Cup, you expect us to really kick on from here. But we just didn't. I think we were slowing our build up play. I think our build up play was a big issue in that game yeah. was so slow we couldn't Bernie. of course they're going to sit deep play a low block so to beat that you're gonna to have to really move fast and there were times we did connect well we did have good attacking phases of play but once again of course no striker means no goal and I think that was evident yesterday I think we struggled to create chances always we get the ball we switched the we switched the ball to the end of the end of the pitch It gets to Martinelli he cuts in he goes back and we look lost or it comes from Saka we cut in and we look lost we haven't got someone to really just end that end that attack and that's the issue for us at the moment because we are getting in positions it's not like we're not creating enough opportunities or chances to
0: no it's funny you say that i mean we we seem like created things like we created yeah. chances but they were the wrong type of chances like we were just lobbing balls into the box to five foot 10 lackers it up against ben mee and tarkovsky and you're thinking I've seen this before. We did this at home last season when we lost 2-1. Like I remember we we did the exact same thing. And I remember speaking after that game last season going, why are we lobbing balls into the box against Ben Me and Tarkovsky? It makes no sense. And a year later, we've done the exact same thing. Uh, and I just, you know, I get really frustrated at the point of seeing these kind of chances wasted. Um, but I think the main thing, obviously, in yesterday's game was that it stuck out how much we need a new striker and how much we need another central midfielder.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think it was clear. I think at the start of the season, I was really impressed by Sambi. And I'm not, I am don't want to criticise him too much because he's still in this mm. He's still very young. But the signs, I don't know what he offers at the moment. I don't, I don't know what his strongest point is. I've struggled to... I struggle to fight. I feel like he's at a sticky point. I don't know if ha- He's Of course, I know players get affected mm. from COVID when they come back. They take time to really get back into the flow. We saw sort of Gabriel last season. Once he once he did come down with it, he really struggled to get back going mm. again in a season. And maybe the same is happening to Sambi. But Sambi's a player, I think he always needs a player alongside him from what, what I've seen. I don't think he's the anchor man type of player where... Because at Turf Moor, I remember Thomas Partey played in the same position and he was yeah. amazing that day. I think he was the big reason why we did actually win the game. This time it was a bit sticky, it was more tough. I think we struggled to play out from the back, we really struggled to transition from defence to midfield. And that's why we couldn't really always uh, really put the pressure on Bernie. That was, that was the struggle. And as for as for the striker position, as you said, lobbing balls into the box for five foot ten Lacazette, like, there's nothing we can really do about that. And we can, of course, talk about the chance. I think the chance you expected to take it away, it was difficult. I think people were over... They were criticizing him a bit too much because he, of course, Ben Me did challenge challenge the shot, but again, he should have put it away definitely. But except for that, like I said, didn't really have any chances. I know he fashioned one for himself in the first half of that little Maisie run. That was good, Mm. but once again, it was evidence. Dealing at the target when he should have, yeah. Yeah, he should have. I can't lie. Reminds what? me of you at five aside, do Ah, oh, mate, top score. I don't think so. <laughs> One, TC. Guys, features will be out on that soon. I hope you're not after. Yeah. We'll see who's he's lying he's who's not. But yeah, I think it was evident against Liverpool and Burnley now that we need physical and aerial presence up top.
0: Yeah, we absolutely do, um, and I suppose that leads into this, the discussion about transfers. Uh, people in the chat box asking, "What's the latest on Dusan Vlahovic?" The situation, as far as we're aware, is very much the same. Is that you know there there wouldn't be an issue with Arsenal agreeing a deal with Fiorentina? That wouldn't be a problem at all, but the player and the, the representatives are continuing to be the, the big obstacle. And and that means that it's, I, as I've maintained, unlikely that this deal would happen. And I've never been optimistic about it. Uh, Bailey, at what point do we say that we need to stop this kind of chase of this player and, and try and sign someone else? Because there are other options out there. I mean, you, we, there's mentions this morning about Alexander Lizak, who has a buyout clause, which obviously we think back to 2020 with Thomas Partey, we went for Hussam oh, uh, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I can't stand him, I can't stand that guy. Uh, but we went for Hosse- <laughs> uh, didn't get him uh, and instead, obviously, because we didn't get him, we activated the release clause um, of, of Partey and got him. We can do the same thing with, with Isaac. Do you think that's something that the club should and will look to do?
1: Yeah, for me, I think it, I think it's now. I think it's now we do that. I think the last week, I really have lost patience with the Deuce and there was a, There was a minute, I think it was this time last year, or this time last week, I was really excited because of the celebration. He was apologising. Now, I was expecting. OK, now we are going to hear some developments. Now we are going to see that Arsenal have made real breaking grounds into that deal. But that hasn't happened. And it's the same reports from Italy, the same report saying that player agent, there's no official bid, and suddenly there is an official bid. I think we just, it just looks too difficult of a deal. And we're at a time now where the striker position needs immediate fixing. It's it, it's it's needed. If you want to get Champions League next season, I don't think we'll be able to achieve that with Lacazette like and Enketia as our strikers. I mean no. yesterday with the only sub we brought on was Enketio. And you see with the before that how United changed their game against West Ham because of the substitutions they brought on Tottenham, of course, against Leicester, or well, not against Chelsea, but against Leicester, they brought on Berth Berkwijn, and look how that changed the game. We just haven't got any game changers from the bench. I know mm. Pepe is away at African Cup of Nations, but still that is not enough. And we do need an extra strike or just an extra attacker, just to give an extra goal for it because we'll sink we'll sink in the top four race because United and Tottenham simply have the players attacking players to change the game and come on I think when you're fighting for top four you need more of a you need someone with you need a reliable source of goals I think when you're going for the league you need defence and the goals but if you're going top four as as long as you have a reliable source of goals that can creep you you can get into the top four that way and Tottenham and United have that And we simply don't. And that will definitely hurt us going going into the final stretch of the season, I'd say.
0: Yeah, it absolutely will. Um, I I look back at kind of all the games that we've got left and we've got, obviously we, we play Wolves next, which is a really important game because if Wolves win that game, they'll go above us in the table. If we win that game, we open up a five point gap between them. You know, we're, we're pushing forward. We're beating a good team away from home and that would really give us kind of the incentive to push forwards. We'll have El Elneny back, which I know seems ridiculous to even suggest, but El Neni is actually someone that we've missed this month. Absolutely. Just someone that we needed to be consistent. I'll give you a six or seven out yeah. of 10 every game as he yeah. does. Yes, he passes sideways, but, you know, he would have allowed us to play that 4-2-3-1 that we thrive on. Um, Nicolas Pepe will be back too. I think there's something to be said about the fact that bakayasaka Saka looks absolutely shattered, and he's been the only real option for us on the right-hand side. And you look at the bench we had yesterday. I still thought we should have brought on players like Bireth or Tavares, but we lacked quality on the bench, like starting senior quality. So when we play that Wolves game, Partey will be back, Xhaka will be back, Pepe will be back, Nenny will be back hope uh, maybe Tomiyasu who is obviously a doubt and that kind of brings us nicely onto that next topic of Tomiyasu confirmed to be out for a few weeks i i'm i'll be real fuming about this like why on earth did we play tomiyasu against liverpool if he was going to be a doubt you played rob holding and ben white against burnley you could have done the same thing against liverpool and not risked tomiyasu it does it's the parte against spurs situation all yeah. over again
1: TC, you know what you could have done? We could have put maitland as that right-back if we didn't know Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <could have> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. We could, have... we could have absolutely yeah. have done that, yeah.
1: Could have played that card right there, but of course that is not an option because we... And do you know, know where he's
0: player. played for, for Roma for the, the last three
1: games? I wonder or... where. I wonder where. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous, but... Yeah, yeah. We The right-back situation right now is is scary. And I was going to say this. I just, I'm at a point, yeah, with Arsenal at the moment where I'd rather play a team like Manchester City and Liverpool where the, mm. the pressure is not on us to score so many goals. I think we actually do better against those type of teams at the moment where we don't have so much attacking presence. I'd rather play those than a, than a smaller team like Burnley because we just clearly, clearly can't break them down but as for the right-back situation, yeah, it is worrying and the Tomiyasu, I don't know why we played against Liverpool. He clearly wasn't ready anyway. I don't know what benefit we've got from playing him in that position regardless and now we really find ourselves in a Sticky situation, really, with Ben White right back because, of course, he doesn't offer anything going forward. And Chambers, I would, I would maybe even gamble. I put Chambers right. I don't know what's going on with Chambers in our Arteta. I don't I think know, he was he fully
0: fit. He wasn't but fully fit. Yeah,
1: Tommy Yassi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Chambers sometimes he pops up with a goal as well. He's not, he's not shy for goals, so he can, he can also offer an extra, <laughs> extra goal for that we desperately need. So yeah, it, it is worrying times. us at the right back situation, I'd say. It-
0: it's amazing how things have <clears throat> kind of changed since the Man City game where after that game, I really didn't fear any opponent. I was riding high on kind of the form that we were on and I was really kind of buoyed by the the performance on that day. But, you know, it's interesting how we've only had one other league game since then uh, and the mood has changed drastically. I mean, we're quite fortunate that January only had two league games for us because if we'd have had any more, it could have been a really d- desperate period. And I look at Liverpool and I go... I'm trying to think of a game they've lost during January and I'm not sure they have and they've been without Mane and Salah and Keita. They've weathered that storm. They've come through that period. Yes, they've got a very, very good side but they didn't, you know, let the likes of Origi leave. I don't think, I know he's been injured but they didn't let him go. They didn't let Minamino leave on loan. They kept in. They've used other youngsters like Gordon's come in. Uh, And they've just used what they've had because they've got good depth and that's what Arsenal have been lacking. And so when we move into these final, the final week of the window and we've been doing this show every single day bar weekends and we've been able to talk about no incomings whatsoever, uh, which is crazy. What happens if we don't sign anyone, Bailey? What happens if no one comes in? And I mean, people will ask the question, should Edu still be in a job if we don't bring anyone in?
1: Yeah, if no one comes in, forget about top four. Forget about top four already, because that is just not going to happen. We won't be able to compete with Tottenham and United towards the end of the season. With Tottenham, they're no longer in the Conference League either, so they can put full focus into the Premier League now. And United will most likely get in the Champions League, in my opinion. So they will also the final stretch will be top four for them as well. So we won't be able to compete with the current attacking crop we do have. And if Edu should lose his job, I don't know, because I think the summer was a real... For me, it was a real change It was a real success with Ramsdale, with the youngsters, the other youngsters that came in. So I'd give him next summer as well, just to see how he does then. But as you said, January, we came into this window knowing what we needed to say, knowing what we needed to do. I think we really, selling Maitland now, I think for me, that was a big, okay, yes, we're going to bring in a replacement straight away, and that just hasn't oh. happened. We've got a week left now. So why has it taken 24 days to to bring someone in? And why are we suddenly now pushing for players like Arthur? Why wasn't this done on the 1st of January? I I know some deals, sometimes you have to wait until the, yeah. it gets towards the deadline day because yeah. it's not easy. It's not easy. like, OK, well, I'll take you. You have to kind of wait. You have to play the waiting game sometimes. It's like a bit of a game of cat and mouse. But we saw about substitutions yesterday how desperately we do need a striker. I think for me as well, you did mention about bringing on youngsters as well. And Bring on Enketia every time. When has that ever worked in the Premier League this season? I, 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 <laughs> has he scored in the Premier has League?
0: This season? In the Premier League? No. It he hasn't. Works.
1: Why do we keep using that as a solution? You have players that. Like and Mike also, Beere. He,
0: he came on in the wide
1: area. He's yeah. not.
0: He's a well, poacher. Well, no, Why is thought, he on the
1: wing? <laughs> well, it, it, honestly, it, it, that really bugged me. And it was the only like, what is that? What message does that give to players like patina who he can drive from the players like Mike Beerif? What message does that send them? Oh wow. But Arsenal's at like their most depleted time at the moment. I still can't get a game I'm on the bench. Yeah. Use me. What what that sends a bad message in my opinion. You mentioned about how Kaid Gordon for Liverpool started, seventeen years old, starting for sure the second yeah, starting for the second best Premier League team. In the country at the moment, so why can't we risk and bring on Mike Beer he, he's shown in the, Mika. In the academy games? Mike sorry, listen, we're going to Mike Beer, Mike Beer. we're gonna pull him Mike Beer no one asked <laughs> No, but
0: yeah, so, yeah, I know what you mean, man. I, look, he's a six foot plus striker and he's on the bench. And we're lobbing balls in the box and we got bringing on Eddie and Ketty that's not scored a single Premier League goal this season. Um, let's uh, let's jump into the chat box. We've asked for some questions. Um, King says, Tom, will Isaac score us enough goals? I have not seen that side of him and at national level. I mean, last season, Alexander Isaac scored 17 goals in 34 games at the age of 21. This season, it's it's not gone as swimmingly. He has eight goals in the 25 appearances so far uh, for Real Sociedad. He's also had to come off the bench the last couple of the, couple of games. I'm not, I need to get kind of the, the clarification of what's going on there. Um, as well. I, th- I think he did suffer with a brief injury and he came off the bench because he wasn't 100% sure whether or not he was going to be fit. So he came off uh, in the game against Celta Vigo after 39 minutes and then he came... Did he come off the bench again? No, he came on for Solof, uh for the last part of the game uh, against Hatafé in that nil-nil draw. So he's just returned from a, a very light injury and he is someone that provides you with link up play. He provides you with aerial threat with his height. He's already played with Martin Odegaard, and they've got a really good, they had a really good partnership when they played with one another. He's really good to play the ball into and to play off of. Uh, I mean, he's a poacher in the box when he needs to be. He's a good finisher. He can like take the ball, turn sprint and, yeah, and finish football. the chances off. He's really good with the ball at his feet. So, I think that he fits a lot of the characteristics that we'd look for. He's still only 22. He's got lots of development still to have, and I think he's looked at as, as one of the best strikers on the continent coming up in that age bracket. He's not a Vlaovic, and you know, it's not to say that he's a huge step down from him. He's still a very, very solid striker, but Arsenal, unfortunately, are in a, in a situation where they've got to make a decision, and Vlaovic is not going to be coming in for, for, from the looks of things. It's going to be very, very difficult to do that. Whereas I think that Izak is is someone that will provide us with goals, will provide us with something different. It would suit actually the style of play that we're we're trying to implement in the club. What do you think about Izak uh, Bailey?
1: Yeah, for me that's always been my number one target. I said that I'd prefer Izak to Flavich simply because I've seen more of Izak than I have of Flavich. Yeah. I think Izak's done it longer at a senior senior team level. Of course, he's done it for Sweden as well. He's had some excellent games for Sweden. I remember against Spain and against France, he was quality. And I'm and I thinking mm. this is. He's got the Thierry Henry aura about him, not, of course, comparing him to the Kings or day, but he's got the Thierry Henry aura about him and he has real good potential and he's confident. Also, I, like, I like his confidence in his ability, the fact that he can dribble with the balls. So I don't think, I like tall striker. I remember we had the issue with Giroud sometimes. Sometimes Giroud will get on, a, get on our nerves because he's couldn't, he was good in the air, but he didn't have much else. Sometimes I do worry about that with Flaovic. We don't know what, he I know he's good with his left foot, mm. but I think Isaac will be better on the ball. He can also change the system with Flyvic. You have to play more of a particular system with Isaac. He can be he can be a bit versatile as well. So if you want to play him on the left inside forward, he can also do that. It doesn't just have to be a, a striker. But as you said, Isaac, I feel like it would be more of a less of a tricky deal to complete than Flyovic. He has a release clause. Well, we need to pay that probably. But once again, if Flyovic doesn't come in, Isaac has been there. Of course, David Onstein did say we are chasing Isaac. And I think that should be our that should be our goal. That should be our chase.
0: Captain Wishwash says, uh, do you think Izak will take less time to adapt to this team because he's already played over yeah. Odegaard? I think that absolutely he will. Graham says, would you make a move for uh, Christopher Nkunku at RB Leipzig? He can play a wide position and as kind of a false nine more so than a striker. He has a very good goal and assist record this season impressed in the Champions League against City. He was someone that we were linked to when he was yeah. at uh, PSG. Uh, we never really got him in. Uh, but he's looked on to go on to do really well for for Leipzig. I don't think you'll get him in, though, before the end of the window, and that's kind of the problem. Tulip says, would you take Depay on loan as there's question marks over his playing time? I don't think so. I don't think he's the one that we'd look to bring. I don't think that Barca would let him leave on loan. Maybe if it was a swap on loan for Aubameyang, maybe that's something that would happen. Um, Paul says, do Izak and can have got the same sort of chemistry that improves both of them? Yeah, look, the way in which they played together at El Sociedad was great. Like the quick interplay of moves, the setting of each other up, they understand each other's movement and I think that's for Odegaard is someone that he can play the ball to and he knows where he's going to be he knows the type of runs that he's going to make and I don't think that Lacazette just has that same style about him that Izak does uh, Ty Gunasour says Bailey spots on Emil smith started when we were desperate in December against Chelsea start the kids what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah as I said I think you need to give him a chance Mika Biref of course was on the bench
0: uh, Mike Mike Mira. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Salah Adin on the bench, Charlie Fettino, Amari Hutchinson, give them a go. What can you lose? You saw against Burnley, nothing was changing. From the, from the 45th minute to the 90th minute, there was no change. So take the risk. That's how youngsters make names for themselves sometimes. They come on, they make that change and everything changed. You saw Rashford that time in the Europa League 2016 for Manchester United. He started that day was a risk. Paid off now. Look, at him now you don't know how a young player's career can start. Off. And if someone came on against Burnley and scored, that could have been a start of something special once again. But yeah,
0: yeah, no, I've I, I hopefully will um, be sitting here on deadline day and talking about us having signed uh, a striker uh, and signed someone that I think can really, you know, take on the rest of the season and give us the goals that we need and bring the best out of the players around us. I'm just hoping that we can pull it off. We will, of course, update you guys with everything that does drop between now and the end of the window. um, And we'll be continuing to bring you plenty of content. that time. you'll be able to find all of our written work as well over at football.london. Bailey, thank you so much, mate, as always. Appreciate your time.
1: Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, in the comment section too
0: absolutely we will see you again very very soon well actually we'll see you probably at some point this afternoon for another show and tomorrow morning as well for the next one it's been an absolute pleasure uh make sure that if you are watching us you're subscribed we're nearly on our way to 8,000 subs and uh, and also drop a like on the video to show that you're appreciating the good content we're putting out every single day we'll see you very very soon and as always keep following us down the arsenal way
1: boy, 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 boy.